In today's podcast, we're going to talk about what type of structure should I be looking at if I'm entering into property development. So let's say that we've got a client, they have purchased a block of land, and their intention is to then subdivide the land, build two townhouses, and then sell them on completion. So there's a number of things that we need to factor into this decision-making process, and that includes both the tax minimization, not tax avoidance, but tax minimization, and also the asset protection risks that come with undertaking development activities. So when we're looking at structures, it's quite common for the development entity and the land holding entity to be kept together. And sometimes this is done purely from a cost perspective. And so the two structures that we would be looking at in that scenario would be whether the land and the development activities are undertaken through a company and then the shares in that company are held by another entity or whether the land and the development is done through a trust. Now, that decision can be based on the overall group structure, so whether we would be using a trust to distribute to other family members. Now, we need to be cognizant of a uh, ruling that has come out regarding Section 100A and distributions to members within the family group, so we need to make sure we comply there. And then ultimately, we would then be looking at whether funds could then be distributed to a bucket company. Well, we sometimes call it in the development industry a bank, which could be used for future lending uh, for other developments. So that's one structure that we would be looking at and considering. The other structure is obviously a company in its own right, and that's you know quite easy because we don't need to make any distributions. Now, one of the things that is important is I get asked the question, well, what about the capital gains tax discount? How will that apply? Well, since we're undertaking development activities, then the profit on the sale won't be subject to capital gains tax as it's not covered by the capital gains tax regime. All of the profits will be uh, taxed on revenue account and so therefore there is no discount whether the property is held for 12 months or 24 months or 48 months. It doesn't matter. It won't be eligible for that discount. And so the use of, I guess, a company within the overall structure sometimes becomes quite important because we want to cap the tax at 25%. Now, a more complex structure and a structure that is used by a lot of my larger developers is where we separate the development entity and the land holding entity. So we will have the land held by either a company or a trust And then we will have a separate entity, and again, whether it's a trust or a company, which is undertaking the development activities on that land. That development entity will then enter into a development agreement with the landholder. And so there'll actually be profits at two levels. There'll be the profit on the landholding entity, which now holds the two completed townhouses, And there'll also be a profit at the development entity level as well. So we just, again, need to do some planning. Uh, There can be some tax benefits with having the development entity as separate, but I won't go into that in this uh, podcast. 
But one of the major reasons for doing this is to separate the risk. So we separate the development risk against the landholding entity, which in that particular scenario would hold very little risk as it has engaged an independent party, even though it's related, it's independent, in order to undertake the development activities. So where you're undertaking development, these are some things to consider. There is no right or wrong structure. Sometimes there can be a wrong, or not the best structure, but there's no optimal structure. Each of them have pros and cons. You also need to weigh up the ongoing accounting costs of having a more complex structure. Um, And I've got many clients who say, look, I understand that there are extra costs involved and there might not be any significant tax benefits to it, but they see it as as an insurance policy. And so having that separate entity for doing the development activities for them is quite important. Uh, It can also assist in future with borrowings, um, but I'm not a broker. But the feedback I've had from brokers is having that separate structure can be quite useful for the future. So hope you enjoyed today's podcast and we'll try and build out a little bit more on these things as we go into future podcasts to help you decide what is the right entity for my situation. Have a great day.